Among the uh, odd and diverse offerings uh, on Delaware Line lately, uh, mixed in with the high school prom photo galleries and the strip mall updates and the police apologia, sometimes we find uh, a real thing. This was uh, June 1st, 2023. No answers for family of Delaware man dead after Philadelphia federal prison, quote, altercation. Xerxes Wilson, the News Journal. It has been three weeks since federal prison officials summoned Cynthia Santiago to, <clears throat> to the side of the battered and unconscious body of her son, Kevante Washington, at a hospital in Philadelphia. Washington, a 31-year-old father of three who grew up in Wilmington, would never wake up and died the following day. Officials told the family he was hospitalized after a, quote, altercation while imprisoned at Philadelphia's Federal Detention Center. Since then, Santiago said she's been unable to ascertain, uh, she's been able to ascertain little about her son's death, which she believes was murder. In a written statement that prison officials said was issued to local media the day Washington died, a spokesperson wrote, that staff were alerted to a, quote, perceived altercation at around 3.40 p.m. May 10th. The statement said Washington was transported to the hospital, that another prisoner was, quote, medically assessed and that the and, uh, at the facility and that no other staff or inmates were injured. The Federal Bureau of Investigations was notified. The statement said FBI officials in Philadelphia declined to comment. We'll post the whole thing. I mean, I think, um, as Lex normally does, gives you sort of an idea of what perhaps transpired. But it's just a great example, again, that our criminal justice system is set up to demean, torture, uh, and just finally uh, expire people. Uh, it's a sad story. We'll link to it. Can I say something on that? You, you certainly can. You want me to open and then you can say your thing or you want to say your thing? Uh, I'll just say it. I mean, just just a quick note. I mean, I, I don't know what happened. I, I You know, we read what we saw what's in the story, but it's a scoop and it shouldn't be a scoop. I mean, it's good on Lex for getting it, but this is something that the prison system should send out to everybody when it happens. There should be a press release that says this happened. These are the details. Well, this even what, when we get the details, it's not really details. Well, like, well, yeah, but there I mean, was an incident. It, it, it shouldn't. You shouldn't have to scoop the inquirer on this. This should be everybody should know about. Comrades and friends, uh, good evening. This is your Highlands Bunker podcast. Uh, we're deep behind enemy lines uh, in the belly of the Delaware Way Beast. We are in the shadow of Rockford Tower. Uh, our guest tonight uh, is Carl Baker, the independent journalist and friend of show. So we have we do have the Carls, plural, K's, both K's, plural. We've had it before, and uh, I like it. It's good. It's a nice evening. It's a nice evening feel. Carl, how are you doing? I think you're talking about me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should have said that. That's why I call I, you. I, I wonder if, I, I guess I, people know that I call you K Baker in conversation to, 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 to uh, differentiate. But uh, I'm trying to wonder, I'm trying to figure out if, if a nice evening feel means that uh, I'm boring. But No, no, this is going to get, <laughs> I th no, what it means is it's going to get like, we're going to get philosophical on people's ass oh, kind of thing. That sets the bar high. Yeah. Well, look, 
we'll do it like this. You have a new independent journalism uh, project. We actually talked about it before. Yeah. And you're fi- it's, you're kind of following through in a certain sense, getting a feel for how to sort of start it. We'll that's talk about way. that. Yeah, that's a good way to characterize it. Um, for that, you wrote an update about how they continue to give away our port. Well, they pay to give it away, but we'll get to that part of it. But the most important update you have to give first is the baby update, right? Uh-huh. Come on, our friend Kay Baker and his, uh, his, his wonderful partner, Tiffany, have welcomed into the world a small... A small baby. How now? How old uh, is she now? She is six and a half weeks. Now. Six and a half. Seven weeks on Monday. S- uh, Olivia, right? Olivia. Olivia. Now is she? How's this? How's this? The 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 process at home is the process crazy? Yeah, of course. Um, you know everything you you hear. I mean, it's raising a raising a newborn. But the one thing I will will say, she was very small when she was born. She was. Her percentile was less than one, so less than the first percentile. We took her in yesterday. She's now in the 48th percentile. She's doing so it. So she went from being smaller than all, basically all the other babies to being nearly the same size as the median baby. So, Look, nearly the same size as the median <laughs> baby. I Afraid. love it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I just, uh, I, I, I'm just, uh, you know, I've known you guys for a little bit, so it's a pretty cool sort of turn of events here. Yeah. So, um Glad to hear it. Thanks, man. So let's get into it. The News Arcade. We talked about it uh, when you first sort of had the idea. Again, we sort of thought maybe Lex came up with the name, but I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think that's fake news. Um, and so you've decided to sort of put it on Substack with the with the journalism in the in the with the idea to see, kind of test the water and see how you're going to do it. Is that, is that, was that, was that a good way to describe it? Yeah. I mean, it was, there was probably less, less forethought than that. I, 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 there was this, the latest port story that I had to run somewhere and I was trying to get national publications to pick it up and I I just couldn't, couldn't get any of them to bite on it. So I could have taken it to the news journal and I'm doing other stories for the news journal still, but um, I just figured, well, I'll just, I'll just post it. And, I, I guess I called it a soft launch, but I, I, I posted it on the Substack, which is a platform that effectively has everything set up for a journalist that wants to self-publish. It has a, a paywall if you want to establish a paywall. Um, and I posted it to see what sort of reaction I would get and how many people went to it with very, you know, I didn't, I intentionally didn't promote it. Um, how many subscribers, pay, uh, free subscribers I could get because I got paid subscriptions turned off. Um, just to test the waters, do kind of a soft launch, and um, it it's done pretty well. I mean, it, it's it's a scoopy story, so I'm not surprised that people have shared it. And, uh, yeah, and the other thing is, I mean, if, if I can say, this is one thing Jordan Howell is always saying, and you know, other editors are always saying, and I'm kind of bad at and bad at like follow through or or the idea that something can be a series. Jordan and I are actually working on a series right now. Yeah, but like people get people follow like oh the new car the new K Baker. Uh, you know, port story dropped because you've done three or four. We cover one here, I guess, around the time that the first Emirati deal was done, mm-hmm. um, like pre-COVID. Right. Um, right. So it's cool when people are can follow sort of the line of the thing that, like, you're you're from an investigative journalistic standpoint, you're the guy to go to for this this situation. Really, you 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 sort of know how all the pieces go together. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it's. 
it was not it was not intentional for this particular story it was just um i covered a covered a few different stories on the port i'd, I'd followed i saw that there were several lawsuits three four years ago uh brewing and 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 you start asking people about the lawsuits and they they tell you more and they tell you more and you, you write a couple stories and it shakes things loose and eventually it, it takes on its own momentum and 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 people are calling you so it, it's 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 a story that's um ha i haven't had a ton of trouble getting sources you know people people are reaching out to me and you got to be careful with that sometimes because Sometimes sources are coordinated and reaching out to you individually. Yeah, sort of the old. If, but, you're, if you're getting so, handed to you, you have to be yeah, very, exactly. very suspicious. You got to be yeah methodical about it and and and, and do do your due diligence. But um, I was getting sources from all different sides of the of the operations, from the unions to, to the contractors to the, the GT Golf Tanner itself to you know to others. So. Um, so, you know, and, and because of that, I've been able to break some news, which is, yeah. which is important. I mean, I find it interesting because, you know, you know, Secretary Bullock is a great friend of the show. He's here all the time. Uh, yeah, right. What a, what a dirtbag. But I find it interesting that, like, you, he speaks fairly freely with you. Um, one of the reasons, I think, is because the the idea that the state government has an arm that facilitates giving away resources and paying for it and, and making sure that like private enterprises has their you know their beak wet that we have a guy in government who who basically that's that they, they are in charge of that and, and they just talk to you and just tell you stuff like they're just like hey uh yeah i mean we got to do it so making jokes like you had quoted him making like a quip i'm gonna say it was a joke but it was sort of quippy and i'm like dude you just explain why and, and you can explain the details why now another private firm is going to have to take over the port, but it's contingent upon more updates to the Edgemore part, just up the up the river there in Claymont, that mm. we're going to have to spend another hundred million dollars to do. So we can't. Not, you know when they say this is so bad we can't give it away, like. And this is all to facilitate the making of money, the moving of capital into private hands. Because we can pay all this money to do something with the port. What we decided to do was to facilitate the process by which whatever value can be pulled out of a, a river port on the, on the lower Delaware goes to somebody other than the people who really, the people who, you know, a, a few hands, a few private hands. And it's just weird that somebody like Bullock, who is, because it's institutionalized, they don't, they don't see that as being like that's their job. They're just doing their job. I don't even think they put it in those terms. But do you want to sort of go hmm. back and, and sort of hmm. explain how we got to the point of a, another sort of uh, another interest, another private firm uh, taking over um, because of legal problems and financial problems? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll try to run it down from from five years ago. Um, so the state was running, I mean, well, 25, 30 years ago, whatever it was, it was the city that was running the port. The state took it over. It had been running the port for a couple decades. Um, but it was also subsidizing um, the operations to the tune of, on a, in a given year, and it'd be, in the years before it, it handed it over from between, I think it think between three and 12 million a year, uh, somewhere around there. 
and there was political opposition to that subsidy and, and so they decided well let's let's find let's find a private entity to take it over and, and we won't have to subsidize it anymore and that's that was that was how it was sold um, when they signed the deal with Gulf Tanner this this new company is going to come come in they're going to take take over they're going to take the assets um, and but the, the land will still the port itself will still be owned by the people um, they're going to be able to run it more efficiently this was the argument because they're a private company um, and then they'll be able to use those profits to in turn invest in this new container port at Edgemore which will then five years ago they were saying it could double the port jobs in Delaware which would have been huge it would have been great I mean 5,000 I mean 5,000 new port jobs would have, would have, sure. would have had, a, had a largely I would argue positive effect I think um, it, yes if, if that, that thing that, if, the, if the thing that never happened right happened sure it would have been a great positive sure. effect yes. yeah and so from the from the get-go it seems and, and this is from there was from the words of, of a golf tanner official they never made a profit there and um I guess it was a year and a half ago I was I was leaked audio from a internal meeting at the among port administrative staff saying where, golf tanner people yeah golf tanners people basically any as far as I can understand it was it was the executives and the administrative staff the higher-ups the not not the union folks uh, that were at this meeting and Peter Richards the head then the head of golf tanner was said look we've never made a profit here in fact recently we ran out of cash and we're in crisis mode effectively um, and I, I ran that story then that 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 was when to me I mean I had I'd heard lots of things before there had been lots of indications of financial distress with lawsuits with contractors not being paid with other rumors being swirled but that was the first definitive okay they're, they're admitting it they're having problems um, from then it, it just it, it never it never really improved not enough and, and then last fall they're creditors so the local subsidiary that still operates the port because it hasn't switched over yet is uh, GTUSA Wilmington LLC now they had borrowed what I understand is a hundred million back when they took over the port I've heard that it's that liability is larger now because of certain fees or, or whatever but anyway we'll say it's a hundred million uh, those who lent GT that money was this group of creditors led by AIG so last fall, AIG said, enough is enough. We're going to take over the board, the board of directors for this local subsidiary. Effectively, we're taking over the port. Because if we control the board, the board controls the company. The company operates the port. So AIG effectively took over the port of Wilmington last fall. Since then, they were trying to find anybody to take it over, as far as I can tell. And, and they they'd heard from several companies that were interested. Um, and then... Last so in April, the Diamond State Port Corporation, which is the state board, it's a the state-owned company that oversees the private operations. They oversee all, these all of them. Yeah, oversee exactly. It. Oversee, oversee yeah. is probably well. Yeah, we'll say sure. facilitate. Mm -hmm. Would you say facilitate? Would you would you disagree with that? I, facilitate. I mean, uh, we can we can coordinate. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say oversee. But oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean. Well, I guess oversight is a derivation of that word, and there's not much of that. So yeah, I, I, I guess that's kind of what I, I'm I driving. I see where you're quibbling. Uh, before, but, before we move to this next thing, I do want to yeah. ask one quick question sure. about the the golf tanner. Since you had, you know, you had some leaked audio and stuff too, so there, you might have a feel for it. But like, I know during COVID, 
there was this huge supply chain issue. Um, you know, different shipping containers were in the wrong places, and they couldn't get to where they were going, and, you know, things were backed up a month. You know, we had a boat beach itself in the Suez Canal. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that stuff. Is, 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 is that general... Was was that general condition part of them losing money? Because I would have thought, you know, sometimes in those disaster conditions, a lot of those, you know, a lot of those, these companies actually made a, quite a lot of money. Um, have you know, even though it was difficult, the prices just went way up. And so I'm, I'm just, I don't know if you have a feel for what it was that wasn't working. Whether it was just management problems, were they claiming that there were problems with the port itself? Or was it sort of the economic problems of the supply chain and COVID and all that? Or something else? So, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've never gotten to the bottom of that enough to be able to comfortably say this is why it was. Right. But I can tell you um, during that meeting, uh, which I had received audio, uh, Peter Richards, the executive, had said, we have not been paid uh, entirely. We have these unpaid receivables from from some of the shippers in the millions of dollars um you know i i'm not making a statement whether or not that's true um it was said it was said and then he said that i think he said the the contracts themselves were and i i'm going off memory here uh i I think at least some of the contracts with those shippers were, were money losers um now port officials have generally made statements that 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 the the pandemic was tough on them. Um, again, I don't know. I, right. I mean, they're now there. It's it's. I think it's important to note they rely much more than other ports on on bulk goods, not on containers. They still have containers, but not. You know, they they bring in they bring in fruit. They bring in orange juice, automobiles. Yeah, automobiles. And and you know, we were still buying fruit and orange juice from the grocery store at the time. Um, so you know, you could look at the. Uh, the aggregated numbers of bulk tonnage. Um, I don't even know if those have come out. For, I don't think they have been released by the feds for 2021. But eventually we can look at that and say, okay, it's gone up or gone down. But eh, that's a long way to say I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, a couple, there's a couple little clues, but nothing definitive to be like, right, oh, right. yeah, this was the Now, now we, we do know they got $10 million uh, from um, in PPP money. Uh, so they so, got federal money. Right. Okay, so now we're up. To, now we're up to speed. They're having these difficulties. AIG basically calls it in, takes over right. at the board level. Now they're they're shopping it around. Right. right. Um, that's sort of where where I guess where we're at now, right? And and last, the Diamond State Port Corporation had right. a board meeting in April where they they reviewed some of the proposals they were considering, and this they reviewed it during a. a, a, a Private, secret, whatever you want to call it, executive session. Executive right? session, baby. I, I Everything goes on behind closed doors right. here. They'll tell you who's taking over the port, my friend. Right. But during the public session, they didn't. They didn't name any names. During the public session, they said they passed a resolution saying, "We have three finalists, and we're going to announce somebody on May twenty second. Um, so May twenty second comes along. They announce this this Massachusetts company called Instructure. Instructure owns Port Contractors, which is a company that has operations in and around the port of Wilmington. They're, they're known, a known commodity here. Um, after that had happened, I was also given, so the, that was, there was that news. 
the source at that time also gave me the minutes from that April meeting of the executive session. And it was then I was able to see, oh, okay, so this is who they considered. And I had heard from other sources the names of the companies, but I didn't have uh, I didn't have all the details that those executive session minutes did. Um, and it, it showed that they had considered um, there was the Massachusetts company that ultimately was was I guess I should say initially chosen because it still needs to be confirmed and it needs to be approved. Um, there was the Port of Philadelphia, the owners of that. They're the Holt family. Um, there was uh, Golf Tainer uh, was bidding for to to effectively retake its 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 uh, lease. So they did some they there did was, some fancy uh, fancy mathematics, and so now they're back in the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had their it's own like the they had their own proposal. I mean. As I understand it, tell them we're back up. Functionally, how this works is whichever company takes over is is gonna is gonna buy the debt that hundred million dollars I was telling you about, right? From AIG. So that's still sitting on AIG's books. Yeah, and and but they're they're selling it. As I understand, I don't have this part officially of the from them. They're they're selling it at a, at a discount. Okay. So because because this is all in distress, so they're gonna sell it. What I understand for some amount less than a hundred million dollars. Right. Whatever comes, so which is why Golf Tanner, unsurprisingly, was interested because they'd be yeah. able to. They're getting the deal exactly. Um, so they were they were interested. There was this big shipping company uh, from Korea called HMM. They were interested. Um, there was a Turkish company. Um, there was a company, uh, ostensibly from the UK, that was. It owns a it owns a oil and gas terminal in Estonia. Just bought one in Baham in the Bahamas. It's called Lawathen or Lavathen. Okay, people so that's, calling, a, that's a yeah. shady business. Yeah, and it has connections to to Abu Dhabi. Um, Who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, they they chose in structure, and and so now they this this choice is gonna, needs to be approved by the legislature. They're going to have to amend the concession agreement, which is the lease that. That they operate by, and, and, does, and AIG is AIG is compelled to go by the Diamond State Corp's decision. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, because that's I, the only that's yeah. the one part. Like I, I'm, I, you know, I wonder. I, and again, I'm not, it's not like a democratic process. You're able to kind of peek behind the curtain a little bit. Yeah, but I wonder whether, like, I mean, are they? I guess it 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 really doesn't matter at the end of the day, um, because. You know the the what they're deciding is what you know whether the Holt family is gonna you know make money off the you know own the port or whatever, but I do I do wonder what what AIG can do. I mean I guess we can find out because if the legislature has to approve the uh, the the board the Diamond State board's action, then and, we'll, and, we'll yeah. know. And, and 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 importantly, they have to. There's going to be changes to this lease called the concession agreement. And the concession agreement is, I, I can't remember how many pages it, pages it is, but it's, it's very detailed as, as probably thousands of clauses that govern you know, this relationship between the state and whoever operates the port. So those changes could be very critical, could have consequential impacts on the port, on the residents nearby. Um, so that, whatever, we, we, I'm, looking to, I'm looking forward just to seeing what they propose to as changes to the concession agreement, and then whether or not the legislature approves it, and and then the the Diamond State Port Corporation will also again have to approve it. Um, is that part of pending legislation right now, Carl? Do you know? 
whatever. So the legislature has to review the Diamond State Port Authority's decision to sell the port to the uh, New England company. It hasn't been introduced yet, but the pre-file was today, so I haven't looked at that yet. Okay, so it could be, could be yeah, now. Okay. I didn't know if it was buried in something like, or unless it said, approve the Diamond State Port thing. It's possible they might put it in epilogue language in the budget, so that's probably something we should keep a look at. Yeah, okay. so that's what happened last year when they when they added, I'm pretty sure it was, it was in the bond bill. I think it was in the epilogue. Because they're writing uh, the budget right now, because they're on a joint finance committee break. Right. And, and that's something we should look for, flag that to look for. It. I, I imagine they're still negotiating what right. those changes will right. be. Right. Um, and, and I should say, I, um, I, I don't know if all of those players that I mentioned who showed interest are, are just dropping out and saying, okay, we lost. I think, I think there might be, there might be some that, that push the legislature to say, Hey, um, yeah, lobby. Con- consider, whole, consider. Yeah, the, the, yeah, whoever. Yeah, the Holtz or the uh, Korean firm that has lobbyists or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, you should so, look. Hey, you should so look into this. I, I don't. Yeah, I guess I. Say, yeah. I should say. I say that. Say, I don't know if the story. That story is quite. If that's the end of the story, quite yet. Yeah. Um, so we. So this. But, the, but we'll so where, where it is is tentatively the board has has given the go ahead for the for the New England firm. Right. But there's. There's tons of steps. It's probably being still negotiated, and we don't even know if it's like a final. We don't know what AIG can can or will say about it. I guess, or you know, what 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 position they're in. Yeah, I mean, they're, again, they're, that's that's a good they're question. The one, I, they're the ones given the that. they're the ones given the discount on the on the hundred million to get it off their books. So I, I mean, you'd, you'd think if I'm AIG, I'm not going to just I'm going to tell I'm going to tell them, like I'll tell you what I'm doing. You know, if you're if you're discounting it, say, um, you know, two to one, and you, you only had to pay fifty million, they're eating it. They're eating fifty. They want to. They're going to want to know. Yeah, I'll just. I mean, I. I suspect, and I don't know this. I suspect that that discount was, was decided, and and part of this. Uh, to, you know, to expedite the, 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 the you know the request for proposals okay. to say this is how much you're going to pay. I, uh, I don't know that. I, that's sort of, but I, I don't think that was, that was baked into like uh, making it attractive. You know, you put a new roof on your house or whatever. Before yeah, you sell it. I, I, I guess I'm saying I don't, I don't, I haven't heard there's any leeway for negotiations in that, with that with respect to, to the amount they're paying AIG. But, um, but yeah, again, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Now, uh, the last question on on this story. The the state is now on the hook for another big lump of cash. Right. Can you tell us what that what that is, why we're paying it, and how much it is, and and what it's going to go towards? It's, yeah. So um, apparently, it's going to go for ed, building Edgemore, um, and it, nothing nothing is clear at this point. So I told you guys, you know, I, I mentioned that I got those. A, a copy of the minutes from the executive session meeting. That was largely what 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 was the source behind that story, that most recent story. Um, in those minutes, um, it laid out the different proposals. One of the proposals, the one from Golf Tanner, said, "By the way, we're going to need. Let me make sure I'm going from memory again. I, I, we're going to need a hundred million dollars from the state." And in the conversation among the board after that, one of the board members said, "Hey, how are we going to get a hundred million dollars?" And Secretary Bullock said, "You know what? Whether Golf Tanner wins or not, we're going to need at least that much. We're going to we, as in the state, are going to need to put up at least that much for Edgemore." And then he he had this quote, which was in the minutes, saying, "The governor's already appropriated fifty million of that." Now, um, 
before I knew that number. So they just I know. Had, they know that they're that nobody. The deal's gonna. We got to grease the the state's got to grease the wheels by getting Edgemore up to snuff, basically, and then AIG is going to have to give a discount on the shitty uh, the shitty loans on their books, and that's it. So whoever's getting this is getting basically the, a discount on that liability, and and a hundred million dollars of upgrades and built and construction at Edgemore, um, from the state. Yeah, I mean, I. I... We, I, I'll just say again, we don't know the details. I don't know exactly how it's going to pan out. I will say it's going to be a whole lot more than $100 million. I mean, it, it, it was estimated that you know, above $400 million to build, build Edgemore five years ago. Some people say it's going to be way more than that now. Um, this is just moving. This is just, this is just moving money around based on the port. Well, it's appropriating it. Yeah, it's... And again, the problem is, that, and, as you said at the beginning, the thing at the end that was supposed to be, oh, we're going to have all of these new, you know, a thousand new technological jobs, not not Amazon warehouse jobs or bullshit, real, like, you know, jobs. But they never fucking come. That part, we never get to that part because we're fucking around with bad debt and, and, and people wanting a whole new port built that we don't have the money for. And, like... Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously we don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. But if past performance is at all indicative of future results, it's going right to the bottom of the Delaware River. Yeah, I mean, I, and and I think I think it's important to 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 point out that there are whatever the number is now. It's it's tough to say. You know, five thousand people whose jobs depend on that port now. Um, you know, as reporters, you always write, okay, it's a, you know, it's a, a an anchor of blue collar jobs or whatever. But it, it's real. Like, there's a lot of people who make good is. money, yeah, it who support that. family, support lots of people based on those jobs. And uh, if it goes to shit, that is very consequential for for all the people who work yeah, there. No shit. And I all mean, the I people mean, who who benefit from those salaries. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's why a lot of this stuff. I mean. I was just talking to my uh, my UPS driver today, Keith, because they're getting ready to. Speaking of a good blue collar job that people are trying to fight to get the right stuff for, um, yeah, I mean, I would love it to be true. You know, I would love it to be true that when captains of industry make a bunch of money, they build more plants uh, in towns like they used to and employ people. But that's just not true. Like you were talking about. You know, you use the sort of the canned uh, boilerplate language of like, you know, how they would sell this sort of transaction. And it's like, yeah, it's the same. It's just boilerplate, but it never, it's not, it's not true. It doesn't work like that. Um, so I, I, I'm just um, very happy to be able to promote this work. I'm very excited about like where it's going to go. Um, I mean, you don't really know exactly how it's going to scale up from a paywall or subscription base. Yeah. But we'll have you back in to talk about it, and we'll continue to link to your stuff because people love K. Baker Port Stories. It's just a fact. Everybody knows There's, that. There, there, will, there will be much more than Port Stories. I there. understand. And, yes. But, um, I mean, just, just to give you some details about that, I, um, like I said, I published that story just, just to, to put it out there. Um, I may not... Um, I may not... At, have an active churn of stories on the website until 
late July. I gotta I gotta figure out my own schedule. Well, buddy, speaking of but, active uh, churn on the website, <laughs> we don't have that. We barely have active churn on our website. It's hard. It putting is. up stuff, putting up stuff that's yeah. good is not easy. Exactly. You know, Ray, Ray Krantz, just it's just a perfect time for that plug. Um, yeah. Ray went down, our community editor, yeah. and shadowed Medina in the house for a day to basically write a sort of a, 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 a magazine-type profile on Medina, but it was the basics of it was following her for the day. Mm-hmm. And, and it was also sort of a lesson in, like, hey, if you're a regular person, this is what it's like to, like, run for office from Bear mm-hmm. or Newark. And this is what it's like when you go to a meeting, and this is what your aide tells you. Sure. You know, and it's like, it's just regular work. And so it was sort of exposed that to people. It was really good. And we put it up on the call uh, this morning. But, again, putting up cool stuff, not not easy. Uh, it takes, you know, we can't just we can't just do prom photo galleries. And we can't just look at fucking uh, public records to see where they're going to build the next fucking mission barbecue. Now, I will say, though, there 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 are plenty of missed stories, I would argue, that that don't take a ton of time, but are still important. I mean, there, there are, there are public records out there. There's online, there's, there's sites, government sites online that list various ways they spend money that we just, we don't, we don't pay attention to. And you can, my idea for this site is, is when I see something like that, you get it up quickly. It doesn't have to be, not everything has to be a 1,500, 2,000, 3,000 word story. Yeah. Um, Work on those in the background but, and then just quick hit yeah, with like, look at this. Can and you by, believe this shit? Yeah. And, and, and by quick hit, still, still something scoopy, still something that matters. Yeah. That, that, that shows largely, not always, but I, 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 I'm envisioning this, these stories to be highlighting the, the nexus of business and government in Delaware. Where the Delaware Way does its deals, yeah. this, this, these are details of those deals. You know our friend uh, Dale Norwood? He's a professor at the University of Delaware. He's like our, he's sort of our, um, our academic advisor for a lot of projects we do, history projects. I don't know him. I, his, I new, his, his, um, his first book was about um, the United, Stra- United States trade with China in the 19th century. So he's like a con- historian of commerce. Hmm. Uh, but now he's just looking at the, the phenomena uh, from the Gilded Age of like the businessman. So he's, it's like stuff that you were in, you were you were into. If you ever get a chance, we should talk because it's like a lot of like just early like business training and like you could be an economist and all that stuff. And it's just like it's this weird intersection between like culture, business, and education and politics. We'll have to, we'll have to get you guys together. Okay. But let's let's I'm let's down. let's end with the big the big discussion. I hope uh, maybe Carl will get involved in this too. Uh, so for the Carls. I, I was embroiled in a a minor uh, minor online controversy a couple of days ago, hmm. so I read this story in Delaware Online, and it's about uh, a uh, a man who had gone to the University of Delaware. He had had problems with like um, stalking and menacing, like weird sort of weird guy. Um, Winds up transferring to Germany. He he did like a million and a half dollars worth of PPP loan fraud. Hmm. And so he was extradited back to the United States. The, the article never mentions the name of the man. Hmm. Now, <clears throat> what I should have said was, I should have just said what I thought which is 
I kind of know why you're doing this, but I want I, I think we, we deserve to know why. But what I said was, why is the name not in here? And so everybody pulled the D, the DOJ did a press release uh, that basically gave the person's name mm-hmm. and all of the details. Now you see a press release like that and you're like former UD student stalking, like all these things, extradition from Germany, all these keywords are going to just pop, 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 pop. So the old editor of the news journal would call those golden nuggets, golden nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, So the golden nuggets, the keyword search, right? So you have to do the story because of the keywords, but you know, you're not going to follow up on it and you don't really want to name somebody when, you know, you don't know this could be pled down. He could get some kind of deal. Maybe it didn't have, you don't, you don't really know how it's going to result. And really, as someone explained to me yesterday, which I agree, it's sort of even the concept of running mugshots. Yeah. Fair enough. So I agree with that concept. But if you're going to do like clicks without consequences, because you know, like you're just cherry picking stuff that has the best buzzwords, the best golden nuggets. And you have to like not even tell the story because you're like, yeah, we don't really care about this story. We only care about the story insofar as it has the right keywords. And we know that the consequence of running a person's name with this is just sticking it on the internet without knowing fuck all where it's going to go. But that, that, that is never discussed. The, the, I, when you read it, if there was a note in there that just said an indictment is simply criminal charges... This, you know, this won't go to. This won't be adjudicated for months or years, now, maybe. Now you're sure there wasn't at the bottom, because they they've put those those specific editors' notes at the bottom. I remember there was. Well, the, there wasn't the first time the last, I read it. Okay. Because because then the the internet uh, decided to start linking to the DOJ press release, right? And sa- and saying, oh, the name is this, and I'm trying to tell them like, yeah, I, I I get that. I actually don't really care what the name is. What I what I actually really care about is this thing that we're talking about. Um, but nobody really got that point. Like I'm like, yes, I know what the name is, and I actually know why they didn't run the name and all of that stuff. But it's not clear to to me. It's not clear to a reader why they're not. It looks weird, and actually, uh, it's a little bit nefarious because right. you're looking for keywords, you're looking for golden nuggets out of these sort of salacious, you know, just salacious details. Is how I phrased it because I didn't I didn't know golden nuggets, but now that I know that, I'm going to start using that. Um, so, like, what are we to make of this? What is your take on this? Like, you well, know, well, I, so you're I, somebody who who can give me what you think, and I'll 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 get something out of it. Can I try to summarize what I hear is is your argument? I mean, you, yes, you, are you saying that the story itself is is, is without any sort of Any sort of weight to it beyond just what these these no the story has merit okay obviously I don't think there's any question about that but as you said a few minutes ago when we were talking about your new project there's so much that actually has having merit is one thing but actually having resonance or meaning something is something else and so there's obviously priorities. Yeah, the reason okay. the the not, number one, the reason that was picked is for buzzwords and keywords, and the reason that the name isn't on there is because they know going into it that they're never going to follow up and tell you what happened. 
Because otherwise, they, you could follow it through <clears throat> and tell the whole story. But you know you're not going to do that. It's the same reason you don't run a mugshot, because you know you're never going to say, oh, this guy that got arrested for, like, beating somebody up or hitting his wife or something. The story is actually much more complicated, and when it, ha when it finally comes to adjudication, you never know, and it's just a guy's picture up to beat his wife. Yeah, I mean, hypothetically, even if, if they did follow it through, the impact on that, let, let, let's say there is a press release that names a, somebody for doing for committing allegedly some crime and it turns out he's completely innocent let's if if the news named him in the initial story even if at the end they they pointed out how he was fully exonerated that taint would still stay with him so even if they had the resources and the will then what's so the news stay with it then let me ask you this yeah. okay i can buy that but that that further erodes the newsworthiness of just telling a story that someone was arrested for something. Like so, 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 so is, so that, is that argument then? It's better to tell the story after the the case is concluded, and that and that's not some, a bad argument. Something I mean, has maybe. to be. So I, maybe yeah. yes, maybe or or yeah, you know, something has to give. You know, you can't. Right. Something has to give. I mean, if you're going to tell us if the story is. That a person or a, a man of this age went through this scenario, is now being indicted and extradited from Germany. If 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 that's a story, then you, it's then you, if that's not if that's how if that's a story without the name, or excuse mm -hmm. me, if that's a story with the name, I apologize. If that's if that's a story with the name without the name, I don't I don't see. What are you What are you conveying? What What story are you telling that this this thing happened? I mean, you're 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 telling very multiple stories in in one story. You're telling that that the state using state power is pulling from it, somebody from one country to another. Somebody who I I didn't read the story. So did the person did it sound like he fled to Germany? Or no, he just no, oh, no. Okay. He no. It's now and 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 I and the other thing I don't remember is how, which is again, which is weird. They they talk about like. Um, the sort of the stalking or just acting weird towards colleagues. They didn't want to, like, they were carpooling to, like, uh, their intramural soccer matches and they didn't want to do it anymore. Sent them weird. I think he told them to kill themselves over in social media at one point. Mm -hmm. um, and, but you're giving all of these details, like, down to these details. He's 29. He's from Mays Landing, New Jersey, but he went to the University of Delaware. He's getting extradited from Germany. Like, oh, you're telling Like, you're, you're basically just yeah. telling him, you're. you're like what's if you're gonna do all that, and, and you're gonna and you know that anybody can just Google the DOJ and it's gonna be right there. Like what games are we playing? I, I don't. I see. I, it's you, do you know what I mean? I I, I hear what you're saying. Um, it just seems like it seems like some of this gamesmanship um, is eroding the brand of journalism. I mean, it is well a couple things. First, if I, I I'll just address the newsworthiness. I mean, there there is news. I just. At first blush, I see newsworthiness to to putting it out there when the when the state extradites somebody because it's it's not common as far as I know. It's newsworthy that that I guess it's the feds are are, are at least investigating, going after people who who apparently or at least allegedly had, had lied about uh, their their companies that needed PPP money. 
because um, it looks like there was a lot of that. So I, I think it's newsworthy to know that they are they're they're, they're t- making some efforts to go after that. And I agree. I, I think that's part of it. Speaking in that, no way to the merits of this particular case because I don't know anything yeah. about it. But but that's I um, mean I think you hit on two of the sort of general topics which are I agree with you. On. Yeah, and then um, there was something else I was going to address. <laughs> Uh, what, what was the last thing you had said before I jumped in? Uh, I oh, just the name, I guess. Just uh, I mean, that that was what I was. I, I think that publishing, yeah. there, 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 yeah, there no, is merit you. to the story to, to say that um, somebody with this history, um, had the, the, the state is, um, I mean, obviously they're, uh, they're using power to extradite him from another country. Right. They're, they've. They've figured out that he's done, you know, PPP loan fraud, which again is something that we think happened pretty often. So I'm glad that there's some, there's some, uh, you know, enforcement of that. Um, so yeah, I agree with all that. I think running, I think telling that story is 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 good. I, I can't I can't deny that. I, I just I just think we have yeah. to be able to tell that story, um, and at least say, uh, look, we we don't name people that are just charged. Yeah, I mean, just say that. We, we, well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen it in, in some stories. I, like I said, I don't know about this story, but maybe it was just best. Maybe they just could have been. Saying. I mean, that this this whole theme has been something that um, a lot of newspapers and publications have agonized over. I think it was, I think it was the Cleveland Plain Dealer that a couple of years ago went through um, and tried to find all of the resolutions of all the cases they reported initially about over the years. And it was very, and they had a whole board. If I remember right, again, going from memory, they had a whole board to decide whether or not they're going to take this link off the internet or not. Um, and it matters because it affects people's lives when you Google them. Um, and so I, I guess what I'm saying is I think we're still in a transition point with news. They're trying to figure out what the best way is to the best way to do it is. And, and it's awkward right now because um, I don't know what the best way is, but but I, I I appreciate that that people are thinking about it, that reporters and editors are thinking about it, and and, and not just throwing up every name, every every detail of a person who has been accused See, of a crime. See, it used to be not too long ago. You probably remember something like this when newspapers had like. I'm not gonna say Ombudsman, because I don't, I don't, I don't like that name. I don't like that word. Yeah, I don't know why it's awkward. weird. It's an yeah. awkward word. Yeah. But they would have like a public editor, right? Or even just a columnist who was also, you know, an executive editor or something. And so on a Sunday, you know, the uh, the the you know the guy would just say, or the or the woman would just say, uh, you know, we've been we've been talking about this in in our meetings lately. And, uh, you know, we did this with mugshots and this is and 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 just even just publish something sort of talking about why you're struggling to figure out a middle ground for this um, and just be like of all the people that should be honest about what the shit that they're doing is the people that are trying to look to see if everybody else is being honest about the shit that they're doing. Well, that's why. Why, why do you think they're not being honest? Because there's no because I couldn't tell when I read that. Why the name wasn't there, and it looked odd. Okay, so and, and so I, I think a regular reader would think the same thing. All, all, without, all that without, I'll say to that is that I, it was last week I remember because I, I went to the press conference. I didn't write anything about it, but there was this big, the U.S. Uh, attorney in Wilmington did a press conference about yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. drug arrest they had done, yeah, yeah. and 
in Esteban Farah's story at the News Journal, he didn't name the defendants, and it was all the way at the bottom of the story that explained, it was an editor's note that explained oh. why. See, maybe so I just caught maybe it. Maybe this wasn't I'm, all the way to the book. Maybe there. I'm off on my bullshit, and I just didn't, I didn't, I, I because I remember, because what I did was, I got to the end, uh-huh. and I remember thinking, okay, he wasn't named. It's like, it was a UD student, then then a graduate student in Germany. So I'm thinking, is it a minor? It can't be. So I scroll back up, yeah. and, I, and I'm scrolling and sort of scanning, and I see 29 years old. Right. Going back, yeah. and I'm like doing the math. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But so I understand if it was a minor. And usually when it is, you know, it just is, there's a there's a sure. sentence in there that just yeah. says that. Yeah. And so maybe I'm off on, on my bullshit for nothing. I don't know if, I, like, I, I don't think so because I got like within. 15 minutes of, of posing the question like a lot of um, a lot of uh, a lot of apologists <laughs> sort of getting all my shit right. about it but not because but not because I not because it, it was clear in the news they were just explaining yeah. like what you are well they don't want to I said I understand that I understand yeah, the yeah. DOJ da, 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 da. but they were reading it as well and also at least confirming that there was no there was no indication as to why we're we're going into to excruciating detail, including like quotes from death threats that these women got online, but zero explanation about hey, you know this all looks looks bad, but we don't know anything really. This is what it is, and we're not naming people who are just indicted or charged. And and I would say, when a publication does something, when they Change their Kathy policy. McGinnis probably wished that uh, <laughs> they just waited until she got to she got they, all, all, all right. that all that problem would have just went away. <laughs> wasn't she? She was found guilty of something, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah. But anyway, um, the one thing I'd say is that putting editors' notes at the top of stories, the tops of stories, that that, that is seen. The ones at the bottom are often not because people don't usually read to the bottom. So um, I agree that that especially when you change a policy. And this is, I mean, I'm Monday morning quarterbacking, but um, yeah, I mean, it should be as, as clear as possible. I mean, news should be as clear as possible in, in the news, in the article itself, and in any explanation of how, you know, we, we went about doing the news or reporting the news. It should be crystal clear. So if you, if you didn't know, it was, it, it, I think that tells us we should have, or not we, because I'm not at the news journal anymore, they should have uh, been clearer about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, well, it sounds like, uh, especially if it was like on, uh, but Esteban Bond got on my nerves this week anyway. Yeah. I mean, does he really have to be like, these cops blew this guy away. They they feel, they feel weird about it, though. I mean, like, what, so it's a big story. They released a bunch of, like, information about them having to go in and, like, talk to people and be like, they're traumatized because they shot the guy. Mm-hmm. And then even one of them in these, uh, I don't know if they were leaked or released by the county. Oh, they must Lamont Moses. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was a. Uh, there's a lawsuit going on against the cops right now. So okay, so it came out in right. I see. Uh, got okay. you. Got you. That's the only way under Leobor. That's the only way that those documents can be released is yeah. a civil case against the cops for violence against somebody or the a wrongful death. So that in that case, a lot of the files can get released that otherwise would not be able to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. so it was just like. It really shows behind the curtain of what happens to these these men and women in blue when they have to blow away a citizen. And I felt like I was in a Verhoeven film or something. Yeah, I mean, it would have been 
I, I you know that 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 could be uh, an in, that could be an important thing to note, but it, it, it's hard to. I I think first we need to address the fact that the cops weren't that the the public information officer of the cop for the police was not honest to begin with. That's the first story in in that particular case. But this is goes back to the and bullet question, the bullet uh, question. That person, the public information officer of the Delaware State Police, of the Newcastle County Police, of the Wilmington Police Department, they're paid to lie, to obfuscate. I mean, they're not supposed to be. They're paid to be. <laughs> to obfuscate. Yeah, I mean, you think they're not lying to you? Well, yeah, I mean, so this is this is something that, that I, they I thought about. And, and Lex puts it in a story about the, 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 uh, the, the prison situation. They're paid to be like there was an incident. So— so, so you think about you, you know there's the PR industry right and and a public relations representative for a big Fortune 500 company, their job is to protect the interests of that company. Right? Okay, that's fine. So when I talk to them, I know that's what they're doing. Now, a PIO for the state, whatever department they're they're representing, their their job is you know it should be not to represent the interests of the of their bosses it should be to represent the interests of tax of, of residents of the people right I, so, I feel, so there's I a feel difference like, there. i feel like you're, are you having a breakdown like <laughs> are you, I, like i i understand this is sort of like you know the 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 edgemore port's going to bring five thousand jobs like i know how it's supposed to work oh i'm like, not saying I, it like, does like, but, but i'm just saying that the 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 pios for and especially police they're they're in a very unique category but they're not serving they're serving particular interests and they're making sure that their message is vague enough and very little of it very small amounts of vagary to protect their interests well i mean let's i'll like, state it clearly. i just don't want to speak i mean i'm not gonna i'm not going to just call you naive i would never stoop to that level I, but this is, I mean... I, I wasn't saying it to, to say to be naive. I was saying it to say that's what the ideal is. But okay. uh, a couple of things. First of all, let's, you, you were saying they're being vague enough. Let's, let's be clear about that particular case. And this is, this is me speaking. They, that PIO, after that incident, said that Lamont Moses drove, and I, I think I have this right, at, at a high rate of speed at the officers. If you watch that video, that's not true. He didn't drive. He, he tried to go around. Anyway... Um, I said that that PIOs should be representing the interests of the people because to show that that it seems to me, and you know I can't go back thirty years because I, I don't know what it was like then, but it seems like the professionalization of the PR industry has crept into government, and so now we have this mindset of a private public relations representative in state government. So they're representing the interests of their bosses as opposed to the people, and I, I get that's an, that sounds naive, that's ideal, but that well, yeah, still should be what their I what their job is. I definitely think it's gotten worse. What do you think the consequences are going to be, and have there been any? I, I know that I guess some of the Newcastle County cops have been disciplined in some fashion. I think I don't know how much we know about it. Um, so maybe there has been consequences on somebody just blatantly lying like that. Um, but I bet you there won't be. And because you know what they use all the time, too? When, when stuff finally comes out, 
Like when uh, body camera doesn't match. Happens all the time. They're like, oh, I did this, this, and this. And then somebody has it on video, and you're like, I didn't do any of that. I mean, it, it sh- cops are making a report. The PIO is reading the report. Mm-hmm. And it's like fog of war. They use like the fog of war. Well, I couldn't really remember. I mean, it was so traumatic for him to have to you know, shoot that guy in the head. Well, that's why it's great that we have body, that some police, police department yeah, body cameras. I mean, and I wish, I wish that's all the of them thing, would. But, I mean, and so the, the fact that the, the, there's really no expectation or, or the, the, bars, the bar isn't where you think it is. The bar of holding people accountable. The people who get held accountable are like Kathy McGinnis. Because, I mean, look, she, she's, she, she can't, she tried to sit at the big table at Thanksgiving, and she, she's just uncouth and sloppy, and so she got held accountable. Mm-hmm. But she got held accountable, as you know, and I'm sure Lex is, and I'm sure you followed the Kathy v. Kathy coverage. Not, very, not very, as closely as you I might know, think. I <laughs> but, like, she, she mm-hmm. like... She, the, even the stuff that she was convicted of. Now, I'm not making an argument about the, the legality of because sure. I actually think she should have been convicted of the felony. In my, I sat through every minute of the case. Yeah. I definitely think so. If I was a juror, I'd be convicted of the felony. And I don't even. There's reasons for that because I'm not a big. I'm a jury nullification for nonviolent crime guy. Mm-hmm. But I don't like when bosses bully their people. Right. Um, but the shit that she got convicted of is garbage. It's just garbage charges. It's just garbage misdemeanors. They just wanted to make a. They wanted to make an example out of a public figure who was acting like a jerk, and so they did that. I, I don't know if I have even have that much of a problem with it, um, because there's no like jail involved or anything. Um, All right. So what? But like, but what's... nobody. But nobody in nobody at, at another level. Nobody. Nobody's gonna get fucking held accountable for that. So I think I think we've identified a problem here. So what what's What's the next step? I, I think the first, the next step is what we just talked about. I think the next step is the only people we can count on are people like you and me, and a news journal, quite frankly, and the Delaware Public Media. That's the the only people we can count on to not have to do that is us. We have to stop pretending that anybody's going to do it to us. No, everyone's going to lie until we can prove that they didn't. But if you're, if you're doing PR or, like, I know everybody has to get paid. Like, it's one thing to have to hit a certain click number for a Gannett or whatever. I get that. Hmm. I kind of, you know, I do, I do understand that. But we could be a little bit clearer about what we're doing, hold ourselves to a higher standard, and, and start being very clear about what's being done to us. Like... Chris Barish is a great reporter. I would never say I would never say he isn't because he is. But like his idea of having like a good relationship with Mike Przicki, like he thinks like he's doing Mike Przicki probably the biggest favor than any reporter. To, I mean, he it's it, it's sort of silly. Like we have to be more, we have to scrutinize and and be a lot more suspicious of how we're being used. Like you, you mentioned it before when you were like, when it's always it's when you're when you're given something, you have you always 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 have to understand the purpose for why you were given it. And if mm-hmm. if you're, yeah, I mean, this is why the stuff that you uncover is so profound and important to the dialogue is because you're obtaining it in a way and then verifying it in a way that 
you you can put it in context. But if you if you do if you assume the PIO is telling you the truth, you can't put anything in context because that person's lying. Mm-hmm. So if 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 you're not going to come out and say this person's obviously telling lies, here's the receipts, and just call people what they are, people will be like, oh, that person's telling me the truth now. They have the receipts. I mean, I, nobody I, will I, ever say I, that. I, Everybody everybody's on the same team almost. I, I mean, I think that that would be a good next step for journalism is to document when there has been verifiable misstatements by PIOs in the past and the next time they say something you have to qualify their statement with in the past they said this and it turned out to be false I I, I think that would be fine I think that would be good yeah a little more see I don't think because the way I would do it obviously is like inflammatory Uh, but you you don't have to the thing is if you have the goods on something in journalism and this is if you have if you have if you find the story and you get the nuggets the most direct non-inflammatory terms are the are the best. They communicate it, the story the quickest, and and if 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 you have the goods, you have the goods. You don't need to use inflammatory terms. Yeah, and I will say, um, because Hannah was getting a little bit of a uh, little bit of stick from the, the DOJ story. Yeah, I was really impressed with the the story about uh, the the basically the Delaware Sackler right. who built the big tech. One, it was part of the big tech boom. Right. Uh, in Newark, by the old Chrysler plant, and just turned out to be a pill pusher. Like now, again, did she particularly think of herself as a pill pusher? No, she thought of herself as one of the Roy's. You know, they're moving money around. It's just the thing that, the thing that they're squeezing revenue out of and cutting costs is actually like an opiate to get people addicted to an opiate. Yeah, that was an and, important story, and I thought that was really great that they told because because it did. You know, they did go after people who normally they wouldn't, hmm. and so I thought that was pretty great. And it highlights some. It highlights also more that, of that, please. Yeah, yeah. It highlights that you don't need to. I mean, that even if if a story happened years ago, it it can still be reported now if it hadn't been reported. Yeah, you, you know, uh, absolutely. No, no, hundred percent. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I don't know. And I, I, here, but, I know I threw some digs out. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry, but I'm not really sorry. Like, I get if it bleeds, it leads. That's fine. I'm actually not, like, I get that. But now it doesn't even have, if it's like, if it has six of uh, six of these hundred keywords, you know, we're going to go up 12%. If it has 12 of these hundred keywords, whoo, boy. You know, if, if you could put Bo Biden or, or Hunter Biden in it, chewy. <laughs> So listen, we plug the Ray Krantz piece, the profile in Medina. Go look at that. Uh, we have some very exciting news about a, a fun sort of fall picnic that we're going to throw. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna throw a, a 19th century baseball game in honor of the Quick Steps work we did. Um, so that's going to be well, there's going to be more to come on that. Stay tuned. Um, and yeah, I really appreciate what everybody's trying to do, but. I'm going to have to tell you left is best. <laughs> <laughs>